This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my traveling partner, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. And as we do every Friday, we'll be traveling around the state letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Well, today we'll make our first stop at the American Cancer Society's Making Strides Walk. Next, we'll visit with the Mississippi Heritage Trust about their upcoming 10 most endangered list and end the show with our featured haunted house, The Dark Zone. So hold on tight because we're going on a ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. an MPB Think Radio podcast. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I have to beg, please, for yourself. Thanks for joining us. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my traveling partner, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Good morning, Kamel. Good morning. I almost burnt my mouth on this coffee on air. <laughs> I mean, this was about to be a disaster. I should have had, uh, we have a disclaimer, you drink at your own risk around Ooh. here. Oh, my. Keurig, is that the name of the yes, machine? Yes, and I it is hot coffee. when it comes out. Jeez. Did he not know that? Oh, my goodness. Well, thanks for sharing uh, that. I, I'm sorry. Sorry. Back, back to you. No, no, no. Uh, Weekend. You know, we talk about all of our shows and uh, talk about where we're going to go. And I am so excited about this fall season. I think I was born in December, so I really love fall. So when Mm. October hits, September, October, November, December, I love the rest of the year in our show. But this part of the year, it's so many festivals, fall festivals and events that happen around the state of Mississippi. I love sharing it with you guys. And thanks for listening to Next Stop Mississippi every Friday. Speaking of weekends. What's going on this weekend? You have a big one planned. Oh, yes, indeed. It is going down. Uh, Of course, in Greenville, Mississippi, uh, it's already kicked off with... Uh, through the rest of the weekend is the Delta Hot Tamale Festival. It is always a great hit in the uh, Delta Hot Tamale Festival. It's a fun-filled event, and it celebrates local and regional artists and musicians and tamale makers. So if you are a tamale fan, I mean, this is the uh, epicenter of tamales this weekend. So they have tamales, all types of different. All kind of tamales. Really? I cannot wait to go. As soon as uh, we get off air, I am driving to the Hot Tamale Festival. And then on tomorrow, in conjunction with the Hot Tamale Festival, uh, we, we will have an unveiling of the 32nd Country Music Trail Marker uh, in honor of Steve Azar. Steve Azar Yay. is a wonderful guy. He is the uh, music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi. And I mean, a well, well 
well-deserved man. I love him. I, I've, we've interviewed him maybe three times or four times. I've had different him on different shows, and he's always a great uh, guest, mm-hmm. great personality, real humble, and has so much talent. Yes, indeed. And the last time we talked to him, he talked about his sons getting into the business as well yeah. with the uh, film and uh, music industry. I'm sure his family will be there for the unveiling of the uh, marker Oh, as yeah. Well. Governor Bryan is coming. Uh, he's speaking uh, as well as Craig Ray, my boss, at Visit Mississippi and Lelo Me. And then where is that happening again? That's going to be in Greenville, Mississippi at Jim's Cafe, uh, 314 uh, Washington Avenue uh, in Greenville, Mississippi on uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. And on today, we're actually unveiling a writer's trail marker. So oh. the um, Mississippi trails are right. very active. Who, uh, can you say who is uh, the writer's trail will be? I can't do that. All right. It's a surprise. I can't. Well, <laughs> I, next week, you let us know who that marker, uh, Rider's Trail marker was do- uh, dedicated to. Oh, yes. Uh, of course. Now, tonight, uh, Wine Down Laurel is happening. Um, that sounds good. Wine Down. Mm-hmm. Downtown Laurel Main Street is hosting a wine tasting and shopping event. So, get a jump on your holiday shopping with a little wine in the mix. Love it. Sounds good. It's happening from 5 to 8 in Laurel, downtown Laurel, Mississippi. Restaurants and merchants will have special offerings and things like that. Open uh, extended hours. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can catch all that information on our events calendar at mpbonline.org for more information. Also, the ninth annual Saving Grace. It's happening. It's a big fundraiser. It's happening tonight from 6 to 10 at the Old Capitol Museum. Now, this is a fundraiser. Uh, also, it helps. Uh, proceeds will go to the Grace House. So, of course, the Grace House does a lot of work for substance abuse uh, and getting people uh, back on track. And I love those type of programs. Yes. And this one is ninth annual. So we're going to raise a lot of money to help uh, uh, keep the Grace House afloat. There you go. And again, uh, you can get, look at our website for more information on how you can get tickets or even um, attend that event tonight. What's going on in uh, past Christianity? Well, hold on. Let me tell you about one more other Uh-oh. thing. My man, Tiger Rogers. Yes. Now, I mean, y'all may know I'm a music attorney, but first and foremost, I'm a music fan. And this man is a music bombshell. Live at lunch, Tiger Rogers at the Mississippi Museum of Art here in Jackson, Mississippi from 1130 to 1 p.m. at the Art Garden and C Spire stage. Jazz musician Tiger Rogers will be out there in the food truck. Jerk Town will be on site. Now, uh, that uh, Live at Lunch series is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It provides people um, from 1130 to 1 to wind down during the you know busy work day. Come enjoy some great food and some great music. Yes. I love how the Mississippi Museum of Art is adding these uh, nighttime shows, yeah. these daytime shows. So, Mississippi Museum of Art is more than just uh, art displays. Right. It's art, period. Music, uh, art, uh, touch base art. I mean, mm-hmm. all types of art. So I love how the Mississippi Museum of Art has those live at lunch series. So mm-hmm. you can come and enjoy yourself throughout the um, day. Also, the 36th annual Toast to the Coast. It's happening in Past Christian tonight from 7 to 1030. Live music will begin at 6 p.m. Now, this is happening at the home of a Mr. and Mrs. Jan Van... Ah, you love names. Get it right now. Mer- Jan Van Mervilles. That's really Mervilles. hard to say. <laughs> Jan... You can actually go to our website and Jan look Van at the... Mervilles. Mer- 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 
<laughs> you can look at our website for more information. They have a beautiful home. They opened their home up to a music uh, a night of music and dancing and great food. They're going to have pop-up exhibits, silent auctions, and things like that. So it's going to be a great, fancy night tonight. And, um, <laughs> and don't forget the Sweet Tea Festival. Sweet tea. We had um, him on the uh, Don Vanderwerken on the show last week. And you missed it, Camille. We went to what the fair. We saw Don. You did? He gave us the best popsicle I've ever tasted in my life. Are it you was serious? homemade blueberry yogurt popsicle. And it was hot last week. Kevin, uh, Ezra, and Jason and I went to the fair together. It was so warm. The sun was out periodically, and mm-hmm. it was just hot. That popsicle was almost the best thing I tasted down at the Mississippi State Fair. Okay, two problems. One, you didn't invite me with the crew. You listen to see how y'all, y'all do. I'm an outsider. I'm, they only use me for the show. I don't get invited to the fair. Uh, you probably could have come anyway. You had somewhere to run mm-hmm. to, you know, after the show. But uh, I'm telling you, the popsicle was great. I and bet. I'm sure uh, Don at JD Blueberry Farms, you can actually purchase those blueberry popsicles and his blueberry tea. We actually have some blueberry tea. I'll let you taste it before Please you leave. Do. Um, he has. All types of teas. They blend their own teas. And, of course, if you listen to the show last week, he told us how MPB mm-hmm. was instrumental in him creating right. the homemade tea. So MPB has a hand in J.D. Farms and, of course, the Sweet Tea Festival. Again, Free that's happening mm-hmm, this weekend, Friday and Saturday. 40 vendors, live music, art walks. It's going down in Poplarville, Town Green. 15 tea vendors will compete for to see who has the best sweet tea. And mm-hmm. also, this was something very interesting, a sweet tea drinking contest. We didn't get to ask him about that last week. Man, that's but how that much tea can you painful. right? How much tea can you drink? A sweet tea drinking competition? <laughs> I don't think I want to be around by the bathrooms um, after that competition. Do you hear me? <laughs> now, guess guess what? Guess who will be here tonight? In Mississippi, the Temptations. And uh, I was asking Kevin or someone, we were asking him, um, who, your dad, your dad was yeah, here. And he was yeah. telling us uh, there's still one original Temptation still there from the beginning. Now that man right there has been trucking. How many miles are on his I can't even between? imagine. But imagine the Temptations still doing their all their greatest hits. Yeah. Ain't too proud to beg. Get ready. My girl. I wish it would rain. Mm. And, you know, again, Temptation's music has been over so many generations. Yep. The young kids younger than us know Temptation's music. And that's just a, a staple to how great they are and that's how right. great those types of groups were back then because their music still stands Don't today, 2019. Speaking of great music, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. I mm-hmm. love that era. I'm loving that genre of music, Frankie Val, you know, in the mm-hmm. uh, doo-wop era. I the love that. Era, yeah. But they will be live tonight at Beau Rivage, uh and tomorrow. So he's doing two days. Uh, Frankie Valley. if you're a Frankie Valley fan, if you were a teen heartthrob back in the day and you love Frankie Valley, you need to be at the Beau Rivage Resort and Casino tonight and tomorrow, 8 p.m., that is going to be so cool. Just nostalgic and bringing back that old time music. How you know about what? a Frankie Valley and a Frankie Beverly concert? <laughs> together. Look at you. You just uh, put that the, together. The Frankies. Wow. And um, this is something interesting. Um, tomorrow, they're having an annual Mississippi Coastal mm. Cleanup. Now, this is an annual wow. cleanup that spans across three coastal counties in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. They're going to be... Uh, 
over 30 different cleanup sites you can volunteer to pick up um, during the registration process. That's so, so good. Exactly. That's so good. Keep your state looking good. Now, That's this right. is for everyone who's listening to my voice right now. You can register in the morning. They Again, 30 different cleanup sites. So you can register online. If you go to our website, I have a link where it you can actually pre-register, and then when you get down to the site, you can pick where you want to clean up at. If you're in Past Christiane, yeah. if you're in Gaucher, if you're in Gulfport, Biloxi, any of the coastal lines, if you don't even live in that area and you want to drive down there and help mm-hmm. that area stay clean, this is a great opportunity, especially for you to take your young ones down there and You'll show them, them see. about yes. how to mm-hmm. give back to their state. Now, now speaking of the mm-hmm. coast, and, and obviously probably why they need that cleanup, you know, they just had the crew and on the coast uh, the mm-hmm. other weekend, record numbers of cars. Craig so they definitely for, need that. Oh, my God. They, I, I think probably over 100,000 cars or something. Craig uh, Ray gave me the statistics because he was there, and it was staggering how many cars was there and how many registered and unregistered people. This is probably one of the biggest events in the country. So you are right. Uh, piggybacking off of that, this annual Mississippi Coastal Cleanup is needed. That's right. Uh, it's needed every day, but it's needed especially now because mm-hmm. after the um, um Cruising, the Cruising coast. on the coast. It's yep. crazy. Now, complimentary lunch will be provided to volunteers after the, event, after the event. So when you sign up, you get a nice lunch as well, and you get to do something great for the state of Mississippi. It's happening again. 8 o'clock to 12 p.m. tomorrow. I wonder what can, that great lunch is. I don't know. My, a nice McAllister's box lunch. Hopefully nice. not the uh, emu sandwiches uh, from the at, county. At, <laughs> I can't believe Java you Java know what I'm talking about. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Only... <laughs> now, if we didn't get to uh, all of the uh, events that are happening this weekend, you know you can always visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org. I have them all listed there so you can see what's happening tonight and tomorrow and even on Sunday. Stay tuned. We're going to take our first break. But when we get back, we're going to head to the biggest walk ever. Mm-hmm. Mississippi Cancer Association, Cancer of course. They have the uh, Strive. Uh, Mississippi Making Strides Walk 2019. So we're going to talk to Molly Coker in just a little bit and see what's going on with that big walk. So stay tuned. This is Next Stop Mississippi. Radio podcast. Know your best. These boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo along with my traveling partner, Camille King of Visit Mississippi. Now, before the break, we talked about events happening throughout the state. Now, if you missed any of those, please visit our website. It's mpbonline.org slash events. We've got you covered from North Mississippi all the way down to the Gulf Coast. Yes. On Monday through 
Sunday. Yes. So the entire weekend. Now we're speaking of the weekend. We're going to um, head to the American Cancer Society and welcome Community Development Manager Molly Coker. Good morning, Molly. Morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being a part of the show today. You have a big weekend ahead of you. I know, I know, I do. <laughs> well, it's coming up on October 26th, so you guys are getting prepared and get ready. Let's before we get started talking about the Making Strides 2019, tell everyone what you do and uh, the great things you guys do at the American uh, Cancer Society. Yes, so um, I'm a community development manager, so um, most of what I do is I get to work with um, people who live right right next door to me, right here in Jackson, Mississippi, and central Mississippi, and um, kind of all around here. Um, I get to stay close to home, um, and I um, recruit people to come together and uh, join us this year um, to make strides against breast cancer, um, hopefully fundraise a little bit, and um, bring awareness to this awful disease and, and hopefully eventually, you know, get rid of it. Um, we want it gone. Um, but it, it's very close to my heart and um, I'm sure a lot of people's heart uh, um, hearts as well. I mean, over 2,300 women in Mississippi will be diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and it's, you know, your neighbor, your sister, your mom, your wife, your daughter. And um, I think I think there's almost anybody you talk to will know somebody. And so Part of my job is to um, make sure we um, spread awareness for early screening and um, getting um, fundraising so that we can research new ways to treat cancer and hopefully eradicate it. So that's that's a little bit of what I do. <laughs> well, Molly, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the American Cancer Society and just, you know, how motivated uh, you have to be to be at a place like that. Well, uh, I think, you know, it just, it started when I was really little. I just wanted to, you know, help people out and, um, you know, uh, went to school, graduated, and, um, you know, the opportunities kind of just, they came, and I was able to get into nonprofit. I think it kind of, it picks you. You don't pick it, hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I was so excited to be a part of it. Um, one of my um, my mom's really great friends, and, and now my friend, um, she had battled breast cancer, and um, my sweet boyfriend's mom is a survivor as well, and I, I just love her, and I'm so glad that we have her around because of, of research that um, saves saves lives. Um, so it's it's close to my heart because of that, and um, just happy to be able to help people and um, help people here in Mississippi and and around around the country as well. Wow! And how long have you um, been with the Cancer Society? So actually, I started in July, so I'm brand new. Wow. Oh, nice. I'm brand new. I had another job. I worked for um, the Children's Hospital here in Mississippi. Okay. Wow. And then I came over here, and I just, I've loved both. I've loved everybody I've worked with, and it's been a joy to um, help children, and then it's been a joy to help um, breast cancer survivors. Wow. And, um, just a privilege to be able to to do both of these things. That's um, great. I enjoyed it. Well, <laughs> let's jump right on in here, and t- in here and talk about the walk. A lot of people don't know how it works, and what's funny, when I was doing research, this was my first time actually seeing how the walk actually works. Let's break it down for everyone, because they actually, ha- I believe they have time uh, yes. to uh, <laughs> participate. So let's tell them, first of all, the three ways they can participate. Yes. So what you can do is you can sign up online or you can call in. We have an 800 number that they can call um, to sign up online. Um, and you can come to the walk and wear pink. Um, that's one of the ways. <laughs> Just show up and be there, wear some pink um, at the walk. And you can register up until the 
time it starts. So I, I definitely recommend people register before you get there because it's it's a lot of people and it can be a little crazy and you want to be able to enjoy yourself and not having to register um, on the day of. But um, So you can do that beforehand at makingstrideswalk.org slash centralms and um, click join this walk and then you can start a team and fundraise. So that's another way is you can fundraise um, for the walk. And um, it, it seems... Like, um, sometimes it can be overwhelming, but uh, really, every dollar counts. Every little bit counts. If you just give $10 and that's all you can give, it adds up. So um, I want to encourage everybody to who signs up to fundraise. And if you don't feel like you can fundraise, um, it, you know, support others and, and spread the word and um, get people on board. And, um, yeah, so uh, that's, that's a way that you can help. Um, another way is by volunteering. So we... Um, have plenty of opportunities here in in Mississippi and Jackson um, for people to um, help give rides for cancer patients to and from treatment. Um, I'm sure we're all aware we're a very rural state, so people are coming from um, small towns uh, into Jackson for um, a lot of their treatment. And um, there, if you go to cancer.org or call the 1-800 1-800 number and um, look for volunteer opportunities. You can um, look into ways that you can um, give people rides um, to their treatment. And um, I've heard so many great stories mm-hmm. of how it um, not only helps, you know, the patient, but mm-hmm. it also helps, um, you know, it changes you as, yes, as a volunteer. Wow. Uh, you get to meet these people and, and they're your friend and you have a new friend that you get to take to their treatment and be there in a very hard time. Um, yes, mm-hmm. indeed. I love that. You can help encourage them, Man, too. I'm telling you, know? you yeah. that's a great way to volunteer. Mm-hmm. Molly, so, let's let's talk, talk uh, statistics a little bit because, you know, maybe uh, to the layman, it seems like breast cancer is just like a wildfire, like it's just, you know, the numbers are spiking. I know it's devastated my family personally, but the treatment and the technology uh, and, and research is advancing so much, and especially because of the American Cancer Society. So what are the numbers like? Is it is it going up? Is it going down? Is it stabilizing? Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, actually, we have seen more than a 40% decline in breast cancer wow. death rates since 1989. So that translates to more than 348,000 fewer deaths from the disease since 1989. Mm. So, you know, research helps. Early detection helps. Um, so, you know, half, half of what has caused that number is because we have screening guidelines for mammograms. Um, if you're between 40 and 44 and you can start having your mammogram, you have that option, do it. Because mm-hmm. the sooner you are regularly screening and you're well aware of what your body looks like and you know what's going on, the you know the minute you notice something, you'll go to your doctor and it's treatable. Wow. Um, so yeah. that, that is, I think that's been the, the biggest thing and is, is preventative screening right. and also even young women you know whenever I go to my doctor's appointment they tell me make sure you're checking every single month mm-hmm. so if, even if you're a young woman be well aware of what your body is is feeling like and looks like and do um, a self-exam at least once a month if not more and just be con- constantly aware and it, not only mm-hmm. women but men as well right. it, exactly. it presents mm-hmm. itself differently but if you feel if you feel a lump in your chest area, then then check it out. If it's not been there before, it's be well aware that men can have breast cancer as well. Um, so that's that's been the biggest thing is is improving 
ways for people to get screened. Be aware. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the advances in technology. Our technology has uh, grown so much so more people can get uh, information about what they need to do to become Mm -hmm. aware of what's going on with their body. So advances in technology has helped medicine so much. They go hand in hand. And again, like you said, the ultimate goal goal is to find a cure for um, this terrible disease. Let's talk about this great walk that's happening next Saturday. So let's tell everyone when and where and how they can become a part of it. And if they still can, what do they need to do? Yes, so this year's Making Strides um, walk is going to be um, October 26th on Saturday. Um, the registration will start at 8. Um, so if you have not registered before the walk, be there at 8 so you can register or if you want to donate money so you have plenty of time. And we'll have a little programming, and the walk starts at 9. So definitely be there at 9 so you don't miss the walk. Um, and it's going to be on the south steps of the State Capitol Building, so you can't miss it. All right. <laughs> we'll have lots of pink, so I definitely, you know, wear your pink, go crazy. I'm thinking about dyeing my hair pink. I haven't. I haven't oh, go for it, Molly. Yeah. So you can see me. You know, I'll be running around like a crazy person. You'll do that temporary. Uh, temporary. You can get that spray know, dye. Yeah. That spray stuff. Mm. I think no, 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 no. My mom will like that better. Go permanent. <laughs> no, yeah. don't do it. My, don't go all do the way. it. If you're going to go, go all the way, Speaking Molly. Speaking from a man, way. Molly, don't do it. Spray <laughs> the hair so you can wash it out that night. Exactly, exactly. Molly, is it, for somebody like me who would do a 1K walk, can I, can I come in my pink and donate and then after the 1K yes. just fade to black, you know, to the side? <laughs> So if you if you don't feel like you want to walk, you do not have to walk. No, I'm gonna do one K, Molly. I'm gonna do one K. You can you can do half of it. Thankfully, the it's it's in downtown half Jackson, and our route you can just take a little shortcut and go back. That's my kind of marathon right there. Exactly. Half a K marathon. I will say it moves pretty slow because there's there's like ten thousand people there, so it's it's you know we get pretty nobody will notice. So yeah. Molly, yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, you just made a good point. We need to let people know that uh, what streets will this be on because that those streets downtown will be closed and it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of people. So let everyone know if you you're planning on being in that area or have to go down that area, you may not be able to get to the streets you want to get to. Yeah, so it will be mostly kind of around the Capitol building and um, the the streets that will be most affected are going to be, let me look. <laughs> I think it's State Street. I don't know it off the top Isn't of my head. State yeah, the Mississippi, yeah, State Street will be a little bit, um, Mississippi Street and West Street, kind of that, that little right in front of the of the Capitol building, I think that's where that is, President Street. Mostly, if you're on Mississippi Street and near Congress, President and West, um, that's going to be a lot of people. <laughs> right. So yeah, but maybe avoid that area. And a little bit of State Street, you'll catch a little bit of us, but we should be out of, out of that, that way pretty quick. <laughs> well, before you go, tell us real quick about your Real Men Wear Pink initiative. Yes. I love that. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad you asked. Um, no, we have, I think, 22 um, uh businessmen um, who are from around here, and they are all um, committing to wear pink every single day of the month of October, mm-hmm. and um, we've been checking in on them to make sure they do, because <laughs> we don't want them to wriggle out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. They can wear socks and pins. We'll, we'll, we'll let them slide by with that. Or a pink tie or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they wear pink every day, and then they um, fundraise um, throughout the whole month and even before, and so we kind of set a pretty high a pretty high um, goal for them, but 
um, almost all of them have just worked their booties off and fundraised for us, and we are just so, so proud of them and excited about what they've done. Um, and I think we have one of our chefs, um, a chef, Nick Wallace, is going to be doing right. um, something tonight. I think it's the, the Pink Party, yes. and it's going to be downtown as well, I think. And um, so excited about that, and he's been really, really excited about that. And uh, Stephen James, um, a, a alumni of the Real Men Wear Pink um, uh, fundraising initiative, uh, he has been working with Nick um, to kind of mentor him and get him on board, and mm-hmm. they have done an amazing job, and I can't wait to see all the pictures and um, all the fun times from that event. I know that they're going to raise a lot of money with that as well. So wow. we are just so proud of all of all of our Real Men. They are working so hard and um, have been so dedicated to to the cause and it's been it's been a fun fun thing to work with yeah. them on. <laughs> so before we get out of here tell everyone again what time and date will the Making Strides 2019 Breast Cancer Walk start and uh, where can they find more information on how to get involved volunteer and join a team or become um, uh, create a team. Yes so um, this year's Making Strides Walk is going to be Saturday October 26th registration starting at 8 um, on the south steps of the state capitol building. Um, if you want to form a team, join a team, or fundraise, or find any more information, you can go to makingstrideswalk.org slash centralms or call 1-800-227-2345, option 2. Thank you so much, Molly, for uh, spending a little time with us. We know you have to get back to helping uh, put together this big, big, big walk next week. And hopefully we will see you down there with your pink hair. (laughs) Thank you again for taking time to spend with Next Stop Mississippi. We're going to take another quick break, but don't go far because when we get back, we're heading to the Mississippi Heritage Trust to talk about their 2019 10 Most Endangered Places list. Plus, later in the show, we'll take a look inside another one of Mississippi's scariest haunted houses, the Dark Zone. Dark Zone. So don't go far. This is Next Stop, Mississippi. Scary. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my traveling companion, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Kamel, you've had a great trip so far? Yes. I have, too. You going to uh, try to join the walk next Saturday? I'm going to do it the half K. You going to um, spray your bald head pink? No. That would look, I would love to see that. Would you? With I a know breast you cancer would. sign on the side? I oh, know you would. You, we're going to make that happen, job. We're going to do that as I a got, dare. I've got a pink t-shirt. Now, okay. How about that? That's a little easier. <laughs> Do my half K and then I'm out of there. Wow. Speaking of, uh, that is actually happening next Saturday, October 26th downtown at the Capitol. So, uh, again, log on to our website for more information on that. Before we uh, move on to our next guest, uh, I want to give a, a, an announcement. We talked about, of course, the coastal cleanup uh, that was happening. It's actually been canceled due to weather and has been rescheduled to November 16th. But we will change that on our calendar 
and we will talk about it closer to the date on the show to remind you of the coastal cleanup. Again, the coastal cleanup for the coast, Mississippi Gulf mm-hmm. Coast, has been canceled and moved to November 16th. But if you still want to go down there and pick up a little trash uh, in between hey, the ranks. Nobody's going to stop yeah, you. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. Um, now, speaking of Mississippi and and. Gulf Coast and yes. uh, I mean places that are endangered yes. and keeping them looking good. That's this right. lady and her team, uh, they do so much for the state of Mississippi and keeping our uh, endangered places uh, yes. looking good, mm-hmm. keeping our treasure places, them. protecting them and That's the whole right. nine. We're going to let her explain uh, to you what My she does. friend. Our friend, the next stop Mississippi friend. friend. Okay, you can have her. Lolly Rash. <laughs> good morning, Lolly. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Camille. You hear Camille? He's trying to keep you all to himself. It's fine. I'll let him have you this morning. But, we, you know, we're friends, too. But <laughs> good morning, Molly. Thanks for uh, spending a little time with us this morning. I know you um, have a lot going on with your event coming up. But tell everyone what you do and what Mississippi Heritage Trust does on a daily basis. Yes. Well, our mission is to save and renew places meaningful to Mississippians and their history. And one of the ways that we do that is through advocacy. And our 10 Most Endangered Historic Places in Mississippi program is now going to be in its 20th year. This is the 20th anniversary of the program. So we're pretty excited to be able to roll out the list for 2019, share story of those endangered places with people and help communities build support and figure out ways to save them. Wow. Now, Lolly, uh, for people that don't know, tell us about how, you know, what the vetting process is uh, for the Heritage Trust to pick the 10 most endangered uh, historic places, because I know it's got to be so many spread throughout the state. Well, you know, we see the list as representative of endangered places in every community. Certainly more than 10 places in Mississippi are endangered. But what we do is we accept nominations. This year, I think we had around 25 nominations. And we have a jury of preservation-minded folks from around the state who come together and sit down and review those nominations. And we talk about um, really try to get to the heart of what is the threat? Why is this building endangered? And is it worthy of saving? You know, is there a way to put together a, a community team effort to get behind saving this historic place? And in the past, sometimes we've had things on the list that aren't actually places. Uh, back in 2015, we put Mississippi's historic tax credit on the list, which isn't a place, but it's an incentive that um, helps to save many historic places. And at that time, we had run out of funding in the program. And I'm proud to report that the state legislature the next year allocated another $60 million to the project. So, wow. um you know, it's a it's a way for us to say, hey, look, this is how we can get to the finish line. This is how we can help people who have, you know, the the passion and the the heart to save things that need the resources. Right now, um, as I was doing research on Mississippi Heritage Trust, you guys are very big on educating youth. Talk a little bit about your um, education program you have. Well, it's certainly one of the uh, most fun parts of my job is if I get to have a day where I go out and spend it with students. Um, One of the programs that we did recently was for the Mississippi Bicentennial, reaching out to students around the state to do projects about their community's history. 
I think one of our biggest success stories was in Long Beach at Reeves Elementary. Those students in their gifted program spent an entire semester talking about historic preservation, visiting with their local elected officials, going out on field trips, and telling you those kids could teach a class. Hmm. They are now preservation experts. And what I see is long-term what good citizens they're going to be because they're going to care about what's going on in their community. Now, I know you can't, we talked about this earlier, we can't reveal the list just yet, but let's talk about the event you have coming up because this event this year is very special. Let's talk about the artist and the initiative you guys um, set up with um, the Do South Co-op and you have photographers uh, to... uh, to sign up to be a part of this great uh, list this year. I love it. Just let's talk about that and how that came about. One such a fun part of this year's 10 most um, announcement is having photographers uh, from all around the state and even outside of uh, Mississippi participate in a curated show. Uh, We had over 200 entries, and out of those entries, Due South Co-op, which is a photography co-op, selected 35 images. And we will have those images uh, at a silent auction on October 24th, uh, this coming Thursday, when we announce the uh, 2019 list. And it's just been a lot of fun for me because I've gotten to know these photographers. And first of all, this is one of the very few statewide photography contests that we have in Mississippi. I didn't know that going (laughs) into this. But going forward, I think it's certainly something that we can do to foster and encourage uh, photographers in our state. And um, most of the people who participated have told me these wonderful stories about what strong preservationists they are. This is how they spend their Saturdays and Sundays. They get in their car, they drive around the state, and they look for special historic places. Mm. So we've definitely, we've all found our people here, you know. Right. And uh, these great photographers are going to be coming to the event on October 24th, and uh, we get to share their beautiful artwork uh, with the folks who come. And let's give a few of those names, because this list is amazing. William Dunlap. (laughs) Wyatt Waters. Ginger Williams Cook. Lauren Stennis, one of my favorite people. Uh, Lauren Stennis. William Goodman. Ellen Langford. Justin Ransberg. Anthony I don't want to say his name wrong. (laughs) Thank you. Anthony's been with us since the first 10 most list back in 1999. He painted all 10. (laughs) Wow. Mm. But uh, yes, we have such a stellar group of artists. Our friend Nell Knox helped curate that list and invited these artists to participate. One of the great things is, you know, when you're out asking for people to help you, and they not only say yes, they say, you know, I can't wait to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's so uh, encouraging to our mission to know that these people support our efforts. So, yes, those are the artists that will be depicting uh, this year's uh, endangered places, and they will be available for auction. And it is, as you said, it is a stellar lineup. So if you love old buildings or you love art or you love photography, uh, you need to come to our 10 Most event. And then the other part to this, is the venue. Right. Uh, we're holding mm-hmm. the event at the Morris Ice Company down on Commerce Street, and it is an incredible space. Uh, Jack Pickering recently bought it, and he's restoring the building to become a concert venue. Okay. And uh, so we're the first event there. It is very rough, and we love that because preservationists like to see things with the before and mm-hmm. after. 
um, all the equipment is there that helped to make the um, ice back in the day. Um, it is a, a time capsule of this technology, and we can't wait to share it with people. It's stunning. Wow. So what do you have planned for that day? I know you're going to um, actually uh, announce the uh, list. You're also going to have uh, serve as an honorary chairman, of course, our own MPB's own, Walt Grayson. <laughs> yes. he's Well, you know, he's been a champion yes. of historic preservation in our state for many years, yes. but also of Mississippi Heritage Trust. He's been involved with our Tenmas program. And being honorary chair is just a way for us to thank him for everything that he does for us here in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That's great. So um, can people still um, register to come, or do can they buy tickets, oh, or absolutely. do they just show up? Uh, tickets, well, you can just show up. Tickets <laughs> are uh, $50 at the door, or you can buy them online at tenmostms.com. And uh, they'll be, you know, delicious food, great things to eat and drink. We have uh, Jesse Cottonstone, who's a bluesman, who's going to be rocking it out. Mm. And um, it's a chance to visit with people who get excited about uh, saving historic places. And I can't think of a way I'd rather spend my time. Right. So tell everyone again where they can find more information about the 10 most list and the event that's actually happening next week. Yeah. So 10 most ms.com is the website and you can read about uh, historic places that have been listed in the past and, and what's going on with those. We love to share the success stories, but I think even more important are the ones that are you know, in progress or haven't quite found that advocate to push it forward yet. Um, so we're still fighting for the, the buildings that have been listed in the past. Mm-hmm. You can read about those at our website. You can also purchase tickets. You can see some of the artwork from the photography retrospective. Now, of course, the paintings for this year's list, you won't be able to see those till that night. Okay. Uh, uh, we do have the photography up on our website, and it is just an incredible collection. All right. And it's happening next Thursday, October 24th at the Morris Ice House Company on Commerce Street in Jackson. Yes. Thank you Great so job, much, Lolly, Lolly for uh, spending Guys, a little time so with us today. Me. And we'll be in touch. All right. Okay, well, we'll see you there. Thank you. Okay. Well, we're going to head to our uh, um, the scariest place the dark in zone. Jackson right now. In Brandon, actually, the dark zone. The dark, when we get, you say the dark zone. Yes, we have to say it like that with his, with his tone. Um, we're going to take a, our last break. Like we said, when we get back, we're going to head to the dark zone. No, if you can right. take it. Say, say it. it right. The dark zone. There we go. (laughs) Oh, that's a proper one. I like that. So come back if you dare. This is Next Up Mississippi. You know I can't stand it. You're running around. You know better, Daddy. I can't stand it because you put me down. Yeah, yeah. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. 
back. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my traveling companion, Kamel King of Visit Mississippi. Now, we've had a great trip today. We're making strides with the American Cancer Society. We're also talking about the 10 most endangered um, historic places places in Mississippi with Mm -hmm. Lolly Rash of Mississippi Heritage Trust. And now you know what time it is. I am featuring Haunted Houses of Mississippi throughout October, and we have we are not finished yet. That's right. We're heading to Brandon to speak with Pat Pipitone of <laughs> the Dark House, the Dark no. Zone. Get it right. <laughs> Gotta say, wait one more time. The Dark Zone. <laughs> Pat, are you with us? <laughs> yes, I'm online. Do you hear the thunder in the background every time we say the Dark Zone? Uh, yes, kind of nice. Pat, Pat, you know I'm a name person. I love your name. That is the name of a true player right there. (laughs) Pat Pippitone. You could say that. I don't know if I'm a player or not, but I, um, yeah. Yeah. Pat, you know what? We talked before um, earlier this week, and I asked you to pronounce your name because I love the way it looked. I'm like, I got it right. Right. I didn't want to get that wrong. So, Pat, tell everyone about you and about Crossgate's Exchange Club and how you guys came up with this amazing idea to have a haunted house. Well, it started quite a few years ago. We've uh, Prior to us taking over the project, it was being done at a place called Hilltop Painted Acres in Brandon. Okay, it, It's been over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And wow. 13 years ago, the ladies that owned Hilltop had to sell the property. So we moved the haunted house to our park, which is in Brandon, here on Woodgate Drive South. And uh, we've been here for, this is our 14th year here at our park. Man. So we're pretty good at scaring. I know. see. We, we Goodness. consider ourselves semi-professionals. <laughs> now, uh, you told me on the phone, you were like, we are the haunted house. Now, you know, we're doing a scale from <laughs> 1 to 10, so I'm doing haunted houses throughout the state. You got to tell me, for on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you rate the dark zone. The dark well, zone. We rate ourselves from 8 to 10. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So what did you say? You're featured from 8 to 10. We're featured on MississippiHauntedHouses.com. You are. And we typically, when people review us, we get either four or five pumpkins. Okay? So... Man, I look today. You have a lot of pumpkins and you have a lot of great rave reviews. And I read some of the um, comments and people were saying this is not for the lighthearted. Wow. This is not uh, your grandma's haunted house. Uh, We we allow grandma. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about before we run out of time. Let's talk about the haunted house a little bit. Tell people what they can expect and how scared they can get. Well, it's pretty good. We. Uh, have a lot of computerized pneumatic animatronic props. We have, of course, a lot of actors in there, and they're dressed up as zombies and monsters and mm-hmm. everything you can think of, werewolves. Uh, we've got it. Uh, there are some pretty heavy-duty scares in there, but it, it's for fun, okay? Part of it is m- more like a carnival atmosphere, and part of it is pretty scary. Mm. Now, we have a butcher shop. We have a swamp. I mean, you know, gators and snakes everywhere. So... It depends on what people are scared by. We don't recommend the haunted house for a five-year-old and under, but we leave it up to the parents because 
we, we laugh about it all the time. I hate to say it this way, but sometimes a five-year-old will come out laughing. Oh, that wasn't scary. Or they'll come out scarred for life. <laughs> Either way. Okay. Take it from So we Pat, tell the parents, we don't recommend it, but we, yeah, of course, you're allowed. You, they usually just tuck their head in daddy's back or mama's yeah. back and don't see anything anyway. Okay. So for whatever it's worth, we consider ourselves a, a fairly scary haunted house. There's so a little to, blood and guts in there. Oh, my God. So tonight is your opening night. Wow. This opening is going to be great. Yeah. What do you have planned for opening night? Well, the same as we always do, of course. We have a graveyard. We have outdoors, uh, a tent that's outdoors that has some props and scares and you know, people in there. And, of course, we entertain the crowd while they're waiting to get in the haunted house. And once you get there, it's 13 Deadly Street and we have a parlor and a porch that looks like the front of an old haunted house. Mm. And when you come in the parlor, we explain what all of the rules are. And there's quite a few rules. It, it, my, oh, my oh, God. I hear somebody screaming in the starting. background. <laughs> yeah, well, some of our props are going off right now. So the bottom line is, once you get past the parlor, which is where we introduce everybody to the haunt, then they start in, and of course, chainsaws happen, and things just go on. You know, the bottom line is, is we we promise people that we're going to scare them. There's a lot of screams and a lot of screeches going on while people are going through. Uh, again, we consider ourselves semi-professionals, if nothing else. Okay, mm-hmm. and we we're on Facebook at. Let's see, how do we do Facebook here? It's, it's the dark zone of Brandon, Mississippi on Facebook. Right. And of course, we're listed on haunts.com, and we're listed on Mississippi Haunted Houses. That's a .com, MississippiHauntedHouses.com. And, of course, we have our own website, thedarkzone.net. And you can buy tickets online and see pictures of things going on and, and get an overview and directions on how to get to us and such on our website. Do you recommend people ordering tickets online because will the lines be long? Well, the lines are generally long. Sometimes there's a wait of maybe 45 minutes to an hour to get mm. in. The, the wow. line to the ticket office, the box office, sometimes gets kind of long. It just depends. Of course, on opening night, this is usually kind of a light night. Normally, we were up against the fair. Right. But we pushed mm-hmm. our, our three nights. We only have six nights that, that we play the the haunt right okay? and it's the friday and saturday nights usually the last three weekends of october but the haunt was kind of bumping into the fair so we moved it back so that we're on november the first and second this year right. we have two sat friday and saturday nights in october in the first saturday friday and saturday night of november right so, and will you be open on halloween night on thursday no no, the reason we're not is because our our people, our actors, are volunteers, teenagers, scouts, you know that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. they have school, so we really can't do it on Halloween night. Now next year, Friday, Saturday night is going to be a Halloween night. That's oh right, it yeah. is. It will yeah. be. Normally, when we fall on Halloween, we even have maybe a, a costume contest. Oh right, we people to come that are dressed in costumes, but. We don't do that unless it happens to fall on Halloween night. Right. Well, Pat Pipitone. Pat Pipitone. Thanks for spending so much uh, time with us today, letting us know about the Dark Zone. And uh, uh, Just make sure your people know it's thedarkzone.net. Yes, thedarkzone.net, and you can the find out uh, what you can do. And we're, we're planning on scaring you, so come ahead. 
Well, we thank you so much for spending time with us. We know you got to get back to no getting problem. your scares put together. We heard some screams in the background. Tell those people Last to um, yeah. be a little quieter next time. Stop screaming uh, when you're doing an interview. I love it. I love it. Thanks for the interview. We thank you so much. All right. Well, we've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for traveling with us today and thank all of our guests for joining us. Molly Coker with the American Cancer Association Making Strides Walk. Lolly Rash with the Mississippi Heritage Trust and Pat Pipitone with The Dark Zone Haunted House. If you'd like to find out more information about any of our events we featured on today's show, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org. For Kamel King, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us next Friday as we take another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi.